the award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And of course, as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcast and you can check it out there. I am Chris Murray, your host. Thanks so much for being with us today. Hope your weekend's going well and uh, you have some fun things planned. Good program for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about some interesting top stories economic data, including that jobs report yesterday. And joining me in just a little bit, the CEO of State Financial Officers Foundation, Mr. Derek Kreefels. Um, And we're going to be talking about uh, these state financial officers uh, that belong to this foundation and what they're trying to accomplish, which is fiscal sound public policy and uh, educating Americans on the role of responsible financial management in our free market economy and how they're doing it uh, in various states across the country. So uh, all that coming up in just a little bit uh, as far as my conversation with uh, Derek. So stay tuned for that. Talking about some top stories this week, I think one and it's very, very important. It's something that we spoke about a few years ago here on the program, uh, and it was just as important, if not more important, then to identify. And that's that the uh, the the Biden administration now has agreed, at least on Thursday, they did that a massive government retirement fund should not invest in Chinese owned companies. So uh, we're talking about the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Program, uh, the TSP, the Thrift Savings Plan. Believe it or not, we identified a few, not we, the Trump administration identified a few years ago, it was brought to their attention that money was actually being invested through the thrift savings plan, which, by the way, has about six million Americans in the program, federal workers, including the members of our military. And it was brought to our attention that in all their wisdom, this board uh, was allowing investment in Chinese companies that were state-owned, controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, which means we literally were giving money to companies in China to build the Chinese military and to further the Chinese Communist Party with American retirement savings money, right? Made absolutely no sense. When they were made aware of it, uh, President Trump and those in his administration said this is going to stop. We're not going to allow this. This is asinine. And um, that's exactly what happened. Well, up until Thursday, the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board wouldn't come out and say that going forward, they were uh, not going to allow that. Actually, they were going to open it up. But finally, after a lot of conservative lawmakers, um, elected officials pushed back on this, the board conceded that the uh, mutual fund should not invest in companies from China or other countries, for that matter, that could compromise America's national security. 
So it took them all that time to finally concede. But fortunately, they did on Thursday and agreed with uh, Tommy uh, Tuberville from uh, Alabama, Tom Cotton from Arkansas, and others that spearheaded this congressional effort to uh, codify that Trump administration policy um, blocking these Chinese-owned companies and other um, adversaries of ours so that they can't get our money to invest in their military, which, of course, they've threatened before to use on us. So this is huge. Um, Thank goodness for those conservative lawmakers that kept pushing to make sure that uh, our military and federal workers' money wasn't going to be invested definitely in the wrong way. So uh, it took them a long time, but finally they conceded because they realized that the light was being shown on them, and it's just another stupid policy uh, that you see come from this administration. So uh, that one was blocked. We'll see how we make out with others. Talking about the administration, Gary Gensler, who is the chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission. He was uh, nominated uh, and appointed by uh, Biden. Um, He has a lot of people that are leaving the Securities and Exchange Commission. And this is something that we don't want to see because the SEC usually holds a solid retention rate and they're able to keep attracting talented people to fight the good fight. This is something that meaning the um, the white collar crime and um, other uh, mischievous things that go on in the uh, financial world when you're talking about the Securities and Exchange Commission and their job of uh, rooting out uh, the bad people and the bad players um, and, and dangerous things and identifying them. But apparently, according to multiple Securities and Exchange sources, They were saying that the problem with working for Gansler is both style and substance and that those folks at the Securities and Exchange Commission are complaining about his expansive agenda, pushing the commission into new areas of enforcement, such as, you know it, mandating new company disclosures on the environment. Nothing they should have anything to do with. And, of course, just like all the other agencies we see, they're creating their own laws and procedures uh, and hurting the country from the inside out. Uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission doesn't need to worry about the environment. Mother Nature will take care of herself like she always has. Um, and we know that uh, the whole uh, green agenda, for the most part, I'd say 95 percent of it is uh, focused on really at the end of the day, amassing more power, control and wealth for certain people, um, the elitist, if you will, in particular. And the politicians who think they're elitist because they go and sit in a fancy office and think that they earned it, uh, that they deserve everything now. And, of course, their uh, sole uh, purpose is to get elected. And then what's the second thing? To get reelected. So uh, we're seeing, as I said, all of this damage to the country from the inside out in many ways, not just financially um, and, and with some of these policies, but also, of course, the moral decay. Um, but this is not 
this is not good. I mean, the latest to hit the exit are three senior officials at the Securities and Exchange Commission with nearly 50 years collective tenure at the agency. You've got the head of crypto assets and cyber unit, been there for 12 years. The associate director in the Division of Enforcement, who's been there 23 years, and the co-chief of the Division of Enforcement's Asset Management Unit, a 14-year Securities and Exchange uh, veteran. Um, This is not what we want. Wall Street lawyers who have served at the agency say turnover is almost unprecedented at the commission. But because of this new agenda and um, them getting off script and not doing their job, that they have always been able to do in the past, they're saying, see you later and walking out. Who does that hurt? It hurts the American people. Uh, then you you have those folks there in crypto and asset management and other areas that aren't there to protect you as an investor. Um, do they overreach? Sure they do, like any government agency that's bloated and has way too big a budget. But um, you also have the good guys that go every day, punch the clock, put in time, worried about, you know, again, doing a good job and uh, protecting uh, investors out there. And um, they're the ones, of course, that suffer in these types of situations with uh, no leadership. And um, if they do have any kind of leadership, it's in the wrong direction. So you don't want to follow them anyway. So uh, that's what we saw at the Securities and Exchange Commission. We also saw this week that Biden uh, met with, I think it was Tuesday afternoon, with uh, the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell and the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Uh, Janet Yellen has been a lapdog going back to the Obama administration, which this is basically just the third term of that, unfortunately. Um, And uh, Jerome Powell has really been headed the same direction because he just wanted to get reappointed. Um, But anyway, Biden said that uh, he was reaffirming the laser focus on taming inflation that, of course, is running at 40-year highs. So um, this was the first powwow since uh, Biden nominated Jerome Powell to a second four-year term at the helm of the Federal Reserve. Um, Biden, again, stressed that he would seek to... uh, that he wouldn't, I should say, seek to inappropriately influence the Fed's decisions. He says, I'm not going to interfere with their critically important work. They have a laser focus on addressing inflation, just like he has. Uh, heaven forbid it's true. Not only did Biden miss inflation and not know what it was, even after being in the swamp for 50 years, the guy still doesn't know what inflation is. Uh, but the Federal Reserve obviously missed it, too. The whole trans transitory baloney that we were blowing out of the water with big missiles um, over a year ago. You've got all these people at the Federal Reserve couldn't figure out what inflation was and that it wasn't going to be temporary. So they continued to spend money and print money while uh, Biden and his administration and uh, the uh, uh, Pelosi, Schumer, et cetera, they kept spending money and they still want to spend more. So, hey, why not throw some gasoline on the dumpster fire, right? That's basically what they're doing. Knowing that um, Americans, you know, they don't like what this administration is doing. They don't believe in them as far as a fight on inflation, Um, helping the economy to get healthy 
uh, and and again, not a not a sugar high, not a fake high from just more spending uh, or a, a free check in the mail, which of course isn't free. It's costing you, your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids, you know, the thirty trillion dollars of debt that we've got now, which is embarrassing. Um, but anyway, you saw this powwow this week with these three. It was um, simply for a photo opportunity and to get a quote out there that, you know, again, Biden's not going to interfere with the Federal Reserve. No, duh, you're not supposed to. Like I said, that's what Yellen did with Obama. Um, so, you know, we don't need that. We need an independent agency that really works that way and utilizes all of the PhDs and the economists and everybody at the Fed to be building models to say, what if, what if, what if, what if, and inflation is not a big, what if they should have had models built after certain thresholds were passed. They should have been implementing different policy, but they didn't. They kept spending the exact same amount of money to prop up the financial markets every single month, billions and billions and billions. The Federal Reserve has a $9 trillion balance sheet right now. That, that's not their job. They have a dual mandate. Dual mandate. Price stability, meaning keeping inflation down, and full employment. And obviously, they, they don't know how to do either one. So um, it's, it's very, very unfortunate, but that's also the truth. That's why we have inflation the way it is today. The government spent too much money with these stupid spending plans, including infrastructure that wasn't really infrastructure. Haven't heard about that, have you? So have all the holes in the road and the bridges, the overpasses are in crud shape. So, you know, it, it's it's embarrassing. I'll, I'll say it again. Talking about inflation, the majority of Americans are trying all kinds of things to offset the impact of inflation and these rising costs that we deal with every single day. Um, there's a new survey that um, of the Americans who are taking action to reduce expenditure. Uh, this was done by BMO, Real Financial Pogre, uh, Progress Index. It was published on Tuesday, and I saw that it shows uh, showed that um, shoppers are, you know, they're shopping for cheaper items, uh, dining out less, among other things. 42% said they're changing how they shop for groceries. They're looking for cheaper items. They're avoiding brand names. They're only buying the essentials. 46% of the uh, survey are either dining out less or consciously spending less when they do dine out. 31% of people are driving less to offset the soaring cost of gas. Driving less, unbelievable. All the energy we have in this country and people are driving less. 23% are spending less on vacations or they're just canceling them altogether. And 22% are taking measures such as canceling subscriptions to gyms, to cable services, and so on. And then meanwhile, one in four Americans is delaying retirement as a result of the soaring prices. Yet all these people are ready to retire, start enjoying life in a different way that and by the way they earned it and now they have to put it off uh 
Lastly, I'll share with you that oil-producing countries allied under the OPEC-plus banner, the oil cartel, they've agreed to pump more oil in July and August, those two months, um, after the United States has been groveling literally to them. They, I mean, the Saudis wouldn't even take our call. Um, so now, you know, we've got these record high gas and diesel prices, other energy, electricity prices, you name it, you know, eggs, ham, um, hotels. What else can I think of? Automobiles, apparel, um, and on and on. But when we get back to energy, the cartel did finally say that they're going to increase production just a couple of weeks before Biden goes over there. So, again, I don't know what they had to promise. Um, I would think it has something to do with, um, you know, giving up something or some things in the plan with Iran that uh, this administration is pursuing or pursuing, excuse me, Um, just like, again, they did with the Obama deal with uh, just that train wreck with Iran. Um, So now, you know, we've got uh, the United States saying, okay, we want to go back into this. Well, the Biden administration, we want to go back into this powwow, this uh, cozy agreement with the Iranians. Um, Obviously, the Saudis don't like that. The Saudis um, are watching what's going on in Yemen with the Houthi-backed Iranians um, as far as the war there and the terrorism. So it's just uh, it, it's really a shame to see uh, what's happening. And, of course, just remember, like I, I, I've said for, for years, it's great. It was great when we were energy independent, wonderful. Actually, we were exporting even more energy. That's great. I would much rather pay a roughneck in the uh, Texas Permian Basin who's, you know, getting that oil and other energy out of the ground or if it's a uh, someone doing hydraulic fracking uh, in Pennsylvania or anywhere else. I mean, that's who I want to pay when I'm at the pump. I don't want to pay the oil cartel of OPEC who hates us and is going to use that. Just think of that transfer of wealth. Not only are you standing there pumping gas into your vehicle or diesel into your vehicle um, or even getting it for, you know, mowing the grass or whatever you may be doing, just think that that money's not staying here. That's a big transfer of wealth. We we saw that um, back in the uh, Bush and uh, Obama administration. We were just transferring our wealth to the uh, oil cartels instead of paying good workers and companies here. And now this administration is just making it even worse, acting like, you know, everybody should go out and buy an electric car. And, of course, that's a totally different subject that we've had here on the program. They're going to rape the land to say that they're protecting the sky because where are all the minerals and resources going to come from to create these batteries? Well, they're going to gouge the land. And how much energy does that take with those, you know, the the large equipment sizes that's necessary to do that? It's a it's a joke, but you know, I have to give them credit because they won't debate it nationally with a fair moderator, because as soon as they're called out and proven different, then they can't continue 
the uh, the lie. Lies. I'm sorry, plural. That's uh, plural there. Hey, uh, the new white paper's on the website for you. I mentioned last week we were going to be taking the old one down. We did. Put a new one up. Creating Your Retirement Recipe, How Interest Rates Play a Role. Interest rates are going up. We've already seen the first increase. We're going to see uh, more increases this year. So what's that going to do to your retirement, to your investment planning? You know, with these rates going up, what's that going to do not only to equities, but also to bonds, the fixed income side? We've already seen it this year, and uh looks like it's going to get even worse. So uh, go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. It's right there on the homepage. Just uh, click the download button. It's complimentary. It goes right to your uh, email, and then you can um, benefit from that. Creating your retirement recipe, how interest rates play a role. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And, of course, as a podcast, just go to uh, Apple Podcasts and you can grab it there. Uh, Big news this week, obviously, as far as economic data, was uh, the jobs report. And even before that, what we saw actually with jobs numbers was a mixed uh, message. Uh, Employers added just 128,000 workers in May. According to the ADP report that came out on Thursday, that's a, the private payroll firm, uh, ADP, economists had forecast a gain of 300,000. Uh, again, ADP said just 128,000 uh, were added last month. And then you go to the big jobs report from the Labor Department yesterday, and that actually was uh, better than expected. So there were 328,000 jobs expected by or forecast by economists, and the number was 390,000 jobs in May, again, according to the Labor Department in their monthly payroll report that was released yesterday. So uh, the unemployment rate, checked at 3.6%. And, um, you know, the job gains were broad-based, but the biggest increases were in leisure and hospitality. No surprise there as uh, the um, uh, economy and uh, just business really continues to get even more so back to normal. Uh, Also professional and business services, transportation and warehouses as well. So that's where you really saw um, the, the jobs growth. So like I said, ADP was light. And then the jobs report from um, the labor department was better than expected. No big surprise, U.S. consumer confidence fell to a three-month low in May. Soaring prices, rising interest rates, that really fed into the cooling of, uh, of confidence out there. The conference board said in their May 31st statement that its consumer confidence index fell to 106.4 in the month of May. So 
obviously people, as I mentioned with that survey earlier, are really worried about things because of this high inflation. They don't have confidence in the administration. Uh, they don't know how to fix things. Um, if they do pay attention to the um, Federal Reserve, they know that uh, they've been negligent as well. So that's why people are just basically walking around kicking their dogs. I mean, there's nobody you can talk to. Uh, it doesn't seem that th- this inflation, uh, lack of leadership, poor direction, those kind of things don't come up into the conversation, if just not downright angry, you know, cursing from some of the people that I encounter. So uh, it's really impacting people. We see that in surveys. We see that in polls, uh, but also just in our personal conversations. It's uh, no big surprise at all to see that. Um, Right around the corner, we're going to be talking with the CEO, Derek Kreefels, of the State Financial Officers Foundation to talk about what these um, officials in various states around America are doing to create sound fiscal policy, um, educating Americans, uh, and again, just uh, helping uh, to further along our free market economy here in America. So that's coming up in just a minute. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. Creating Your Retirement Recipe, How Interest Rates Play a Role. Um, So that obviously what we're seeing is with the financial markets and interest rates, um, it's really impacting people's financial and retirement planning. So you want to make sure that um, you utilize this white paper to help you better understand Uh, these rising rates that we've already experienced and will continue to experience how that's going to impact you. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com right there on the uh, homepage. Just click the button. It's complimentary. I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save the day. Superman got nothing on me. I'm only one call away. Call me, baby, if you Your roof, they've got you covered. Visit pjsroofing.com. I'm Dan Sutton. It's your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD. It's been a long, bumpy ride sitting back in the saddle. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And of course, as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcast um, and you can grab it there. Uh, So glad to have everybody along with us uh, today. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. Things are going well for you. As I mentioned right before our break, we're going to be jumping into our discussion with my guest this morning, Mr. Derek Kreifels. Uh, he is the co-founder and chief executive officer of the State Financial Officers Foundation. So this is the only nonprofit in the U.S. that combines groundbreaking free market research with a strong network of states, uh, treasurers and auditors and other financial officers. So uh, this is really, I learned about this recently. I think it's a, a fantastic thing. And what we're going to be doing this morning, talking with uh, 
with Mr. Kreifels is uh, what's going on behind the scenes. You know, we hear about certain things and there's other things that we don't hear anything about. So we're going to figure all that out. Good morning, Mr. Kreifels. Good morning, Chris. Thanks so much for having me this morning. I'm excited to talk to your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. We know you guys are busy and uh, doing the Lord's work and trying to keep uh, everybody, uh, you know, on the rails. So, you know, again, thanks to to, to you. So let's start with uh, exactly, you know, just an overview of what the State Financial Officers Foundation does. Yeah. So um, we started our organization 10 years ago. Um, when we started to see um, what we thought then was a little bit of an overreaction by the federal government to the 2008 financial crisis. Um, and and the, the state treasurers and state auditors um, were really this untapped resource um, that we, uh, when we first started, we did a poll in several states, and we just simply asked the question to voters, who do you trust more on state financial issues? And we gave them the choice of their governor, their state treasurer, or their member of Congress. The treasurer in all of the states that we polled, the lowest that the treasurer got was about 60%. Um, the governor, depending on his or her popularity, was 20 to 25%. And, of course, the member of Congress, regardless of party, uh, was in the tank, um, usually less than 10%. So yeah. we knew that that was an untapped resource that these men and women who were elected in these positions could stand up to help protect free markets, um, uh, protect uh, fiscal responsibility, and and now more than ever, uh, defending economic freedom. Yeah, and, and it's most of this is done behind the scenes. They don't get any pageantry or glory or uh, pat on the back usually for the good work that uh, many of them do. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, it's not as glamorous as, uh, say, a governor's office or an attorney general. Um, but these are the, the folks that I like to say are in the trenches when it comes to their tax dollars being used properly, um, monies that are coming and flowing in from the federal government, uh, regardless of the reason, how those are tracked and holding um, uh, lawmakers accountable uh, to using those properly and keeping a level of transparency so taxpayers can see exactly how their taxpayer dollars are being used. So you're the co-founder um, of uh, the uh, SFOF, uh, which, by the way, folks, if you want to get more information uh, on our conversation, uh, you can go to sfof.com. Uh, so that's Sierra Foxtrot, Oscar Foxtrot, uh, dot com. And um, so, so Derek, you also, before you founded uh, the organization, co-founded it, uh, you had some experience yourself in the trenches. Tell us about that. Yeah, I had the honor of serving as the assistant state treasurer and chief of staff of the treasurer's office in the great state of Kansas. Um, I worked for uh, a gentleman, uh, a state treasurer at the time named Ron Estes, uh, who now serves um, in Congress from the Wichita, Kansas area, uh, the 4th Congressional District. Um, I think he serves on Ways and Means, and, and is just a, he's been a fiscal hawk his entire career. Um, so I, I learned from one of the best. Uh, I like to say he, he was a, a great leader in our state um, on pension reform. Um, on uh, kind of holding the legislators' uh, feet to the fire if they were doing something that seemed a little irresponsible or silly financially. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, I did, I, and I had the opportunity to start 
uh, from that position, really getting to know um, my colleagues and other elected officials across the country. And so as uh, during the Obama administration, as we saw um, the creation of the Consumer uh, Protection or Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, and other um, overreaches uh, of the federal government, we knew that we needed a venue and, and a place that these free market le loving leaders could come together uh, and start talking about ways to bring some sanity to the conversation in terms of you know federal um, uh, deficit, uh, the way that taxpayer dollars were being spent, um, you know the idea that you can't just print money uh, to solve you know some of the nation's big problems, and frankly. We continue to watch the sausage-making process in Washington, D.C. fail on numerous issues and numerous occasions. And so our motto is actually look to the states. Um, we believe that federalism is more important now uh, more than ever, that the states are really, you know, those laboratories of democracy and that are, are the ones that are really going to be leading on solving some of our nation's biggest issues, especially in the financial Space. Yeah, definitely. Talking with my guest this morning, Mr. Derek Kreifels. Uh, he's the co-founder and chief executive officer of the State Financial Officers Foundation. And uh, you can go to sfof.com and uh, get more information on what we're talking about. And more importantly, you know, just uh, what they do and and uh, browse their site to learn about uh, their events and their podcast and how you can become involved. Uh, that type of thing. So uh, give us uh, some examples of who your members are uh, in the association uh, around the country and some of the things that they do to intervene. Sure. Well, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, state treasurers uh, and auditors across the country, I think, are they're a lot of times the bench for the conservative movement. You know, they they often move up into uh, like my boss, uh, uh, some positions of Congress. Uh, one of our founding uh, treasurer members is now the Attorney General of Mississippi, uh, Lynn Fitch, who's now leading the uh, the case against uh, the Roe versus Wade uh, case in Washington. Um, and so, uh, you know, these men and women have um, a lot of talent, a lot of ability. Um, currently, we've got, uh, you know, treasurers and auditors that really are fighters, uh, and they're they're willing to stand up and put their political necks on the line. Uh, for what they believe is right. And just to give you a few examples, you know, we're fighting in this ESG fight, environmental, social, and governance fight. I'm sure, Chris, you've probably been talking about it with your listeners uh, for several months because it is such a, a, a huge issue right now. Um, but we had, uh, you know, we've been taking the fight against uh, BlackRock, the largest fund manager in the world, um, you know, $10 trillion in assets under management. Larry Hink continues to push an agenda with companies that BlackRock has ownership in to be carbon neutral in 2050. Um, I'm guessing that if a majority of Americans knew what their lives would look like in a carbon zero world, they'd probably be pretty unhappy. Um, and so we're, we're continuing to push that. Treasurer Riley Moore, for example, of West Virginia, uh, was the first state treasurer in America to announce a divestment of BlackRock in January of this year. Um, a couple other treasurers have followed, Arkansas Treasurer Dennis Milligan, uh, Utah Treasurer Marlo Oaks. Um, 
We also have some, some rock star treasures. Kentucky treasurer Allison Ball uh, just wrote an official letter to her attorney general asking for a legal opinion if um, uh, this idea of stakeholder capitalism that Larry King likes to talk about uh, should be considered a legitimate factor for fiduciary responsibility for these members of pension boards and, and investment decision makers. Uh, you know, most of the time as financial advisors and, and financial experts, we think that the fiduciary role should be limited to that sole uh, role of bringing the best return, you know, for the investment, right? Um, and now, you know, we see that the progressive movement is trying to interject this idea of uh, ESG and global climate change. And, and frankly, I have to say ESG uh, is very difficult to define. And I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, if you ask 10, 10 different people in a room what ESG was, you'd probably get 10 slightly different answers. But what I'm learning is that ESG really is the progressive movement's attempt to circumvent the democratic process to get the things done that they couldn't through uh, Congress or through the state government, you know, whether it be global climate change. And, and Chris, we just saw last week that, uh, you know, reproductive rights uh, uh, are, are now entering uh, into the conversation under the ESG banner where a, a, a shareholder proposal was proposed at the Walmart, Lowe's, and TJ Maxx shareholder meetings um, and, and we had one of the largest rating agencies in America actually recommending passage of that uh, proposal. Um, uh, and so it's, it's incredible uh, that, you know, it's become this, this arbitrary political thing. Uh, we've got Marla Oaks, who really is, is a rock star fund manager, a former fund manager, now state treasurer, was just appointed last summer by Governor Cox. He's led an effort to push back on S&P uh, in terms of their ESG rating. Um, I could go on and on. So <laughs> uh, there's there's just a lot of activity happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and we've been talking about it for years, actually, not just recently in months. Um, for years, you know, we've seen this creep. And actually, earlier in the program, I let people know about what we saw at the, security, uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission earlier this week, where you had uh, people, uh, real professionals at the SEC, uh, that are walking away. And that's very, very unusual. And it's because Gary Gensler, uh, you know, who worked in the Obama administration, he's a Goldman Sachs guy, and now he's at the, as chair of the Securities and Exchange Commission, is pushing these new uh, mandates uh, when it comes to disclosures on things like the environment, totally, you know, out of their lane when it, uh, when it comes to that. But like you said, they can't get it done uh, through Congress, and they're going to get it done through an agency or some type of uh, backdoor form. But it's a shame. I mean, you know, it was 50 years collective tenure at the agency that was lost this week. The head of the crypto assets and cyber unit there for 12 years. Associate director in the Division of Enforcement, who was there for 23 years. Co-chief of the Division of Enforcement's uh, Asset Management Unit 
14-year SEC veteran. These are people that are protecting the mom and pops in particular, the small investors out there, and they're getting run out the door because of uh, this whole new narrative, which, again, we talked about, in my opinion, is nothing but a power uh, and money grab uh, for uh, certain people. not only here in the country, but around the world. So we're going to continue our conversation with our guests this morning, uh, Mr. Derek uh, Kreifels, and we're going to talk more and learn more about um, uh, the association, the foundation uh, that uh, that they have uh, for state financial officers. Uh, This is interesting. A lot of people, you know, this is probably new, And that's what we like doing on the program, and we have been doing for 24 and a half years. So stay put. We're right back. Back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And of course, as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcast and you can uh, re-listen to this program or any other. Uh, share it with uh, someone you love or people you care about that uh, you know want to be more in the know, uh, more educated uh, as to what's really going on behind uh, behind the scenes. So uh, we're going to wrap up our conversation with my guest this morning. Uh, very happy to have with us Mr. Derek uh, Kreifels. He's the co-founder, chief executive officer of the State Financial Officers Foundation. So again, if you want to learn more about what these uh, very, very important people in our states, the the roles that they play, go to Sierra Foxtrot, Oscar Foxtrot, SFOF.com. It's that simple. Um, So, you know, Derek, what does the future look like for the foundation and for uh, the people that are involved uh, when it comes to the money matters uh, in these various states in our in our country? Well, the future is very bright. Um, I this just this week, I, we were honored to receive a Heritage Foundation Innovation Prize um, for a project that we're working on to bring uh, education regarding this topic of ESG to the general public. Um, uh, we're calling it Our Money, Our Values. Uh, you'll hear more about that uh, later this summer. But we, um, you know, we think that it's really important that. Um, most voters uh, would be appalled to hear that their retirement or pension dollars are being used in ways that are to advance a political agenda that wouldn't align with their values. Um, and so, you know, what we've done as we kind of launched our first our first major uh, uh, um, fight this last fall was actually on the IRS snooping issue. You may remember this idea of a six hundred dollar transaction uh, in or out was to be, uh, you know, delivered and and monitored by banks and given information to the IRS um, in an attempt really to um, kind of monitor Americans' bank accounts and and to try to recapture tax revenue that they feel like is lost. And 
Um, and we, you know, really started this mass appeal to a general audience. And for the, for the first time, you know, the treasures and auditors and what they were talking about wasn't real nerdy and wonky, but really impacting, you know, Americans' uh, pocketbooks. And so, um, you know, we're continuing down that road. Uh, we have had just uh, a huge outpouring of support and encouragement from uh, different family trusts and foundations and friends that have, um, you know, encouraged us in our work. And, uh, and, and so we're just we're really, really excited. I, I will say, too, Chris, real quick, that um, listeners can see kind of the latest news. We, have, we always love to highlight when one of our state treasurers or auditors is, is kind of pushing on a new front on this ESG fight on our Twitter account, which is at SFOF underscore states, S-T-A-T-E-S, um, SFOF underscore states. Uh, that's a great way to follow us there and, and kind of be the first to know when one of our state treasurers is kind of uh, launching, you know, uh, raising the flag and to bring important attention to one of these issues. Yeah, no, I appreciate you throwing that out there. And again, folks, you can also go to their website, uh, sfof.com. Sierra Foxtrot, OscarFoxtrot.com, and uh, check out a bunch of free information, resources. Check out their podcast, events coming up. You can even get involved. Um, so uh, I would encourage you to do so because uh, this, is, this is your money. And everybody needs to remember that, and we want it used uh, in the best way possible. So uh, our guest this morning, Mr. Derek Kreifels, uh, he's the CEO of State Financial Officers Foundation, uh, the only nonprofit in the U.S. that combines groundbreaking free market research with a strong network of state treasurers, auditors, and other uh, professional financial officers. Uh, Derek, thanks so much. And, you know, please keep up the good work. And uh, we look forward to talking to you in the future, getting another update. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it. Would love to come back. And, and now we've got Elon Musk in the fight with us. So, you know, it's just going to, the, the, Momentum is just building, so thank you. Absolutely, and and good luck to you. Like I said earlier, you're doing you you know you and your colleagues are doing the Lord's work, so we appreciate that. And uh, looking out for uh, the citizens of these various states across our great country. So um, again, folks, you can go to uh, SFOF uh, and dot com and check out their website. You can also follow them on Twitter as Derek said, and get uh, real-time, you know, current updates and uh, and alarms. So uh, help yourself with that, and we'll uh, try to catch up with Derek uh, a little later in the year and see uh, what else is going on. Uh, that does it for us. Uh, we will talk with you on the Morning News Express. Those are live calls at 550, 650, uh, with uh, Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick where we uh, discussed uh, yesterday, the day before in the current day's business and, uh, and what's really on the burner there. And then we'll be back here next weekend for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. Uh, so look forward to seeing you then. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. And our latest white paper, brand new, right off the presses, Creating Your Retirement Recipe, How Interest Rates Play a Role. Uh, we've already had an interest rate increase. We're going to get more of those. So um, I suggest you learn what that means to your uh, financial and retirement planning and investments. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success.
Bet your sister's still on the phone Bet mama's in the kitchen Cooking fried chicken Wishing that I hadn't done wrong Oh, mama, don't you worry about anything, though Cause everything's gonna be fine, mama You know, they're teaching me and Bobby a lot of new things Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. News Radio 930. WFMD Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station. 7 o'clock. 